Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 32 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Wherefore, the fourth means of patience is to do as David did. Whensoever you find your heart begin to fret and be impatient, you must, before passion or grief has got the mastery over you. Ask your soul what is the matter and why it is so disquieted within you. Psalm 42:11. This do seriously, and your heart will quickly represent to you such and such afflictions, aggravated by many circumstances of distress all which you must answer by the spiritual reasoning of your faith, founded on the word of God, whereby you may quiet your heart and put your grief to silence. Whatsoever the affliction be that may trouble you, you may be furnished with reasons why you should be patient, either one from God that sent it, two, from yourself on whom it lies, three, from the nature and use of the affliction itself, four, by considering the evils of impatience, five, by comparing the blessings you have and are assured that you shall have with the crosses you have, especially if patiently endured. From all these considerations, you will see reason why your heart should be quiet under the greatest afflictions. First, consider well that whatsoever the trouble and cross be, and whosoever be the instrument of it, either in the sense of evil or in the want of good promised, it comes from God your Father, Number one, who does all things according to the wisdom and counsel of his own will. Number two, who doth afflict with most tender affection. Number three, who corrects and afflicts in measure. Number four, who has always holy purposes and ends in all afflictions, directing them for your good. One. Consider that it was God who did it. There is no evil that is of punishment in a city which the Lord has not done, saith Amos, Amos 3, 6, 2 Samuel 16, 10. It is the Lord, let him do what seems good, saith Eli, 1 Samuel 3, 18. I open not my mouth, saith David, because thou, Lord, didst it. Psalm 39, 9. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord, saith Job. 121. Hosea 6, 1. 1 Samuel 2, 6 and 7. 2. All this God does to his children with a fatherly affection 
in much love and pity. Hebrews 12, 5 and 6. He has your soul still in remembrance while you are in adversity. Psalm 31, 7. Yea, he bears some part of the burden with you. For speaking after the manner of man, he saith that in all the afflictions of his children, he is afflicted. Isaiah 63, 9. He delights not in afflicting the children of men, Lamentations 3, 33, much less his own children. If you ask, why then does he afflict, or why does he not ease you speedily? I ask you, why a tender-hearted father, being a surgeon, who is grieved and troubled at the pain and anguish which he himself causes his child to feel by necessary operation, does notwithstanding apply the burning irons and suffer those plasters to afflict him for a long time? You will say, sure, the wound or malady of the child required it, and that else it could not be cured. This is the case between God and you. God's heart is tender and yearns towards you when his hand is upon you. Therefore, bear it patiently. Three, God afflicts you in measure. Isaiah 27, 8. Fitting your affliction for kind, time, and weight according to the strength of grace which he has already given you or which certainly he will bestow upon you. He does never lay more upon you than what you shall be able to bear. 1 Corinthians 10.13 And will always, with the cross and temptation, make a way to escape. The husbandman will not always be plowing, Isaiah 23, 24, and 25, and harrowing of his ground, but only gives it so much as it hath need of, or as the nature or situation of the soil requires. So likewise, he threshes his diverse sorts of grain with diverse instruments, according as the grain can endure them, the fitches are not threshed with a threshing instrument, neither is the cartwheel turned about upon the cumin. Breadcorn is bruised because he will not ever be threshing it, nor break it with the wheel of his cart, nor bruise it with his horsemen. Isaiah twenty-eight, twenty-six through 28 If the husbandmen do all this by the discretion wherewith God has instructed him. Can you think that God, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working, Isaiah twenty-eight twenty-nine, will plow and harrow any of his ground or thresh any of his corn above that which is fit and more than his ground and corn can bear? Isaiah 
Shall not his ground and corn therefore be patient at such tillage and at such threshing? Number four, God's end in afflicting is always his own glory in your good, as to humble you and to bring you to a sight of your sin, to break up the fallow ground of your heart, that you may sow in righteousness and reap in mercy. Hosea 10, 12. To harrow you, that the seed of grace may take root in you. All God's afflictions are to remove impediments of grace. By this, saith Isaiah, shall the iniquity of Jacob be purged, and this is all the fruit, to take away his sin. Isaiah 27, 9. All the plowing is but to kill weeds and to fit the ground for seed. All the threshing and winnowing is but to sever the chaff from the corn. And all the grinding and bolting by afflictions is but to sever the bran from the flour that God's people may be a pure offering acceptable to him. Isaiah 66.20 Or else he afflicts that his children might have experience of his love and power in preserving and delivering them, or that they might have the exercise, proof, and increase of faith, hope. Romans 5.4 Love and other principal graces which serve for the beautifying and perfecting of a Christian. God does judge his children here, 1 Corinthians 11.32, that they may repent and be reformed, that they may not be condemned with the world. God's end in chastening you will be found to be always for your good, that you shall be able to say, It was good for me to be afflicted. Psalm 119, 67, 71. For it is that you may be partakers of his holiness. Hebrews 12, 10, 11. And accordingly of his glory and happiness. Bear, therefore, all afflictions patiently, for they are for your good. If this be your cross and trouble, that you want many of the graces and good gifts of God, which he has promised, know also that this deferring to give graces and comforts is of God, not out of neglect or forgetfulness of you, but of wise and good purposes towards you, as to inflame your desires more and more after them, and that you should seek them in a better manner. It is likewise to try your faith and hope whether you will do him that honor as to wait and rest upon his bare word, 
When you are fit for them, you shall have them. You must, therefore, charge your heart yet to wait patiently for them, considering the faithfulness and power of God that promised, and that all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ. 2 Corinthians one twenty. He is wise, true, and able to fulfill them in the due time and in the best manner. For faithful is he that has promised and will fulfill it. And yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Hebrews ten twenty three. 37. This concludes episode 32 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.